the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. We have, you know it's a big game when you've got the mayor, you've got the editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner, and some great Blue Darter alumni like Hall of Famer Kenny Gibson and Samuel Samuel uh, Samuel Saps joining us. And we'd love to have you come up and join us too. But right now we're going to be going to coach, head coach of the Blue Darters, Coach Jeff Rolson. We'll go to Coach Rolson right now. And Coach John Perry, as you know, is here with us, Mayor Brian Nelson. Also, Blue Dar- former Blue Darter um, football alumni and track star Kenny Gibson and Samuel Saps, just FYI. Uh, but first of all, just a, a very basic question: uh, Can you tell t- what, what? Tell us a little bit about the, about the Edgewater Eagles and what you expect tonight. Well, uh, they're they're an outstanding football team. They're well coached. They're explosive on both sides of the ball. They've got dynamic skill, um, and they have speed on defense. So. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough challenge for us tonight, and we're going to come out of it better. And of course, Edgewater coming in at three and one, Apopka coming in at three and zero. Oh. Edgewater's played in this Class Seven A state championship game the last two years in a row. Um, and coach, can you just assess our season thus far from your perspective? You know, kids are playing hard. We're working hard. Uh, coaches are, are working. We're getting better. You know, we're we're three and zero. Oh. Um, we. we we're able to, to defeat West Orange, which was nice, and then uh, Dr. Phillips as well. So uh, I think we started out with Colonial, and then we had a win in the kickoff classic as well. So we're, we're rolling along, doing well. Uh, we're thin. We don't have room for much more in the way of injury or illness, so we got to stay healthy and, and keep our guys going. But it, it's, it's been a good start. And we've scheduled uh, Edgewater, and we scheduled Lakewood down the road, West Orange, DP, all in the hopes that they were going to prepare us for playoffs. And you know, last week we were scheduled to have our first district game uh, on the road at Okoy. That game uh, at Okoy's request uh, was postponed because of COVID issues on their part. Uh, did, ha, did that affect um, our preparation for Edgewater either way, positively, negatively, or, or, or you know, indifferent? Not, you know, we, we got film on Friday instead of Saturday morning. We, we exchanged film. And so we got maybe a, a half a day's head start on the breakdown. But as far as uh, on-field prep, it didn't change it at all. And John Perry's here, Mayor uh, Brian Nelson, and uh, Kenny Gibson. And uh, would you, would you, you guys have any question or comment for Coach Olson? Uh, I'll ask a, a couple obvious questions to me: Are what are the status of, of your guys who uh, missed the DP game, uh, and uh, how do you slow down the Edgewater's run first? The Cedric Baxter, Baxter number four, uh, obviously a huge, uh, just a junior, but a big guy, and and very much a, a force for Edgewater. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player, you know, and he's he's key. They have other players as well. Um, 
our injury situation, we'll, we'll have our quarterback back. I think that's about all we're getting back that, that we've been missing. Um, so that that's going to be a plus for us. Caleb Hicks has done a great job for us, so we're comfortable with either one of those guys. Um, as far as slowing Edgewater down, we, they're going to have to pull some things out that are going to be non-typical for them because I think our kids have done a great job in preparation. We understand what they're trying to do and how we're going to fit it. So now we're just going to go out and stop it. So understanding how to do it and doing it are two different things, but I'm confident our, our players will be prepared. They're going to play hard tonight. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fantastic test for us. We're looking forward to it. Uh, to continue the you, from your angle, I thought your offense, obviously, against Dr. Phillips, scored 25 points in the second half, seemed to, to wake up, I'll say, uh, to get better, improve. Uh, and that was with Caleb Hicks at quarterback. Obviously, he's he's done a fantastic job for you. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, Andrew McLean and, and him, and, and along with Keandre Jones being your main target or main weapons back there, uh, do you expect you'll still have to put the ball in the air some to, to defeat Edgewater tonight? Yeah, we're going to have to throw the ball some. We're going to have to complete some passes, keep them honest, keep them backed up a little bit. Uh, you know, they're going to play some, some some man coverage out there. They probably feel pretty good about their their matchup. Um, but you know, we we got to play playoff style football. I say it all the time. We 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 can't take negative plays. We can't turn the ball over. And then we're going to have to win the kicking game and and win the defensive game for sure. Hey, coach, this is uh, Mayor Brian Nelson. I know he's got three, you know, big games in a row. You had DP, which obviously is a big rivalry for a long time, and and then we had we followed up um, with uh, West Orange, obviously a big rival. So, any letdown, or does that get you pumped for the third, you know, kind of big district game, not district game, but just game that that we've these rivalries that have been set for years and years and years. No, no letdown at all. You know, we're we. We learn, we grow from each one of those games, and this is going to be the toughest opponent that we faced yet. Um, so we're prepared. We had a great week for Coe. We weren't able to play it, but you know this is going to be a, a great challenge for us. And it's at our place, in front of a great crowd. We got prestigious company here on the radio today, so it's just going to be a big day all the way around. That's right. We know it's a big game on the show when everybody shows up early. And you know, we've got the mayor. We've got you know uh, the editor of the paper. We've got a uh, Popka Hall of Famer here. We have got another great Blue Darter. So and they were they were early. They were here when I got here, Porky. So uh, everybody's ready. Well, thank you, Coach, for uh, for being so generous once again with your time. Best wishes. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Boy, it's always great to hear from Coach Rolson, and uh, you know it's it's always great to. To hear his insights about the games and uh, uh, well, Mayor Brian Nelson. Since you're joining us, we'll start with you. You have, you have any? Um, what would you like to share with us? Well, just you know, I just I go back to you know when my son was was playing basketball at you know at a popka. The biggest rivalry we had was Edgewater. So you know, it's it's a huge rivalry that you know that's it's it's gotten even more significant you know over the years. So yeah, it'll be a big game and and uh, you know we're setting ourselves up. The thing about Rolston's teams, they just they they start out, you know, and they, they start to get every week they get better. So you know, they you never you never know what you got in the first couple of games at a popka, but you know by you know game six or seven, you really know what what you've got, and I, I you, you're already starting to see some good signs on, on what's happening on on both the offensive and especially the defensive side of the ball. We have really played well, so I mean I think you know. I, 
I feel really confident that we've got you know a, a team that can that can go all the way. And you know, last year was kind of a, a downer there at the end. And so I think I think we're ready. We're ready to go. Yeah, a true. Uh, you don't want to overhype it, but um, you know, just a true huge game, high school football game in the state of Florida. You know, as I said before, Edgewater has played in this past seven a state championship Twice. game the past two years, uh, both times lo- losing to powerhouse at St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, we uh, have played. We played in the final four last year and uh, the year before that in, this, in our state championship game in Class Eight A coming up short. But so that that gives you an idea of the magnitude of the programs and you know people that follow high school football closely throughout the state yeah. of Florida have have have. Eyes on this game, and uh, you know, one more thing um, to add um, is you know about Coach Rolson since he's been here, and even before with Coach Darlington. You know, our schedule during during the regular Ooh. season, um, you know, has been one of uh, consistently one of the toughest, if not the toughest, in the state of Florida um, with the kind of non-district games that we right, play. Right. And Edgewater's yeah. an example of that. You you have to, Roger, with with because most teams won't play you unless they have to. <laughs> no, seriously, when yeah, you've got a good sure. program and and the the better programs face that every year um and so you know if 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 you're a popka you know there's certain coaches won't even return your call uh <laughs> and and that's just a fact and so uh you know you mentioned the edgewater game and 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 it, it not only matters in terms of, of of pride and whatnot and having a, a spotless record uh afterwards if you win but uh with this rpi ranking and the first level first report came out today um that's you know, the winner of this game will get a huge boost in that. Uh, and it's not just your opponent's record, but it's opponent's opponent's records and your record. And, you know, there's some uh, pixie dust, I think, that's probably thrown in somewhere, too. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, bottom line is, you know, Apopka's sitting at number three in the, in the region right now behind Lake Mary and Seminole. And Lake Mary, I tell you what, they've impressed me. I You know, it's not like they're playing uh, – you know, sisters of the poor every week. It's uh, they're, they're they they defeated Sarasota Riverview, and Riverview is one of those places Burn that's always yeah. always had a good program. So anyway, bottom line is uh, you just keep winning, and the RPI will take care of itself. But uh, the the definitely when you play a team like Edgewater or a, Edgewater plays a Popka, that's gonna uh, even even a loss doesn't probably hurt you all that much. But the win really helps when it comes to the RPI, which is important when it comes to the playoffs and the seeding and, and whatnot. Of course, and you can read all about it um, in the, the Apopka Chief pregame with John Perry, which is a phenomenal resource every week for anybody who likes high school football in Central Florida, and especially for all Apopka Blue Dogger fans. Well, it's great to have Kenny Gibson joining us, a member of the Apopka Athletic Hall of Fame, the Apopka Hall of Fame. Kenny, great to see you, and thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, Roger. Uh, I'm real excited about uh, the upcoming season. We started out three and zero. We got a hard season ahead of us, and things are looking pretty good now. Uh, we just got to keep winning. Last week, West Orange was especially good for me because I, I've always took West Orange as, as our number one rivalry. It's always been a, been a huge game, absolutely, and of course we, you know, we've got some real quality wins under our belt thus far. West Orange and of course uh, Dr. Phillips more recently and then another huge game tonight versus Edgewater and there are a lot more tough games on the schedule down the way. Can you, uh, Kenny? Can you reminisce a little bit? I mean, you were a wide receiver back in the day, if I remember correctly, with the uh, and then the coach uh, Gurky era. Can you just talk about uh, you know, your your playing days? 
Well, I was on the uh, initial 1978-79 football team, and Coach Gerke, Coach Fred Arnett, Coach Wise, um, we started off a tradition here of winning, and <laughs> we went 7-3 and three that year, and uh, West Orange was one of our toughest opponents. We had we in 3A then. Now we are in a tough classification, 8, 8A classification, and uh, We've done good over the years, and we're going to keep that tradition of winning. And I, I want everybody to just come out and cheer the daughter Joan tonight and uh, stay safe for the game. Absolutely. And you mentioned that 1978 team under Coach Chip Gerke. That was truly one of the historic you know, seasons and teams in popular daughter history. In fact, you guys captured our very first district championship in that West Orange game you just mentioned. That's one of the the classic games in Apopka history. They had us nineteen nothing um, in the first quarter, and uh, we battled back and won it at the end. At halftime, they had us down nineteen nothing. I I think, as I recall, and we came back and won it twenty one nineteen. We had some good guys on that 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 football team: Doug Callum, Chris Murray, Eddie Williams. Reggie Haynes, uh, we, we Melvin Jones, of course. Yeah, Melvin Jones was our quarterback. quarterback. That was our backbone, and we had a good coaching staff. Coach Chip Gerke was one of the best coaches. Uh, uh, absolutely, uh, you know Chip Gerke's influence on a popular art of football ca- cannot be o- overestimated. Well, we're up on our next break, and we'll talk some more about that. We'll talk about the game uh, versus Edgewater, and then we'll take a look back. And we got a great crew to do it with. Apopka Mayor Brian Nelson, editor of the Apopka Chief, John Perry, and Blue Garden Football Authority. Apopka Hall of Famer, Kenny Gibson, and Samuel Stapps are joining us. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with the Roger Franklin Williams Show from Porky's. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, it's great to have you joining us today. and Welcome back to a special edition of the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're up with our friends at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, uh, right across from McDonald's on Highway 441. Um, we got a, we're doing a Apopka Blue Darter versus Edgewater Eagles pregame show, and Apopka and the Eagles play Friday night. We're joined by a great cast of guests here joining us which include Apopka Mayor Brian Nelson, John Peary of the Apopka Chief and Planner, the editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner and authority on Apopka Blue Arter football, Kenny Gibson who's a member of the Apopka Athletic Hall of Fame and Samuel Stapps, true blue blue darter and great fan of the blue darters and of our program. It's great to have all you guys here right now and why don't we um, just pick up, why don't we go back, uh, shift back to Edgewater and, John, can you share with us uh, your assessment of the game? And first of all, you know, uh, why don't you start with Edgewater? What can you tell us about the Eagles? Well, they're, <clears throat> excuse me, Roger, they're 3-1 and one, uh, right now. They uh, defeated Eastridge, <clears throat> excuse me, Bishop Moore, and um, the third one is Jones. Jones. Jones, thank you. That was that four-overtime thriller. Uh, they did lose at Venice. <clears throat> excuse me. Um and, you know, that was the night. It was at Venice. You know, that's two and a half, at least two and a half, maybe three hours away. Uh, bad night at, at Black Rock, as they say, for, for the Eagles. Uh, the coach, Cam Duke, the head coach, 
uh, was not at the game because his wife was having a baby. And uh-huh. So, you know, it, it was one of those where he had his priorities correct. Um, but anyway, they, they just had some issues with field position and turnovers. I watched some of the game film, and they, they just weren't they weren't very good that night. Uh, but they, it was an, as uh, Coach Rolson said, it was an anomaly as opposed to the, you know, the other times they're scoring 49, 52, 63, you know. Uh, so I don't think we'll see those kind of numbers tonight. Uh, but, uh, you know, Edgewater wants to run first. Uh, the Cedric Baxter, number four, is is a stud running back, has been offered by Alabama. Um, has uh, He's just a junior. So he'll be, he'll be, we'll see him another year, you know. So um, anyway, bottom line is, is they, they've got a good solid team. They'll be able to throw the ball some. I'm sure they think they will anyway, and we'll see. Part of it's uh, whether they get the, the pop gets the rush or not, like they did against West Orange. Then get that. Then obviously the, the Eagles will, will have a tougher time because even, even with Baxter and, and you know, I can't imagine that they're going you know, pile up a lot of rushing yards. But, uh, you know, as we were talking earlier, we watched Florida last week get 245 rushing against Alabama. So weird things happen sometimes. But uh, anyway, bottom line is I, I expect a game maybe 20 to 17, 21, 20, you know, I mean, something. If more than 40 points are scored, it, it won't shock me, but it might be a, a bit of a surprise. So, but I don't think it'll be a, necessarily a 7 to 6 kind of game either. You know, a little bit of scoring. Friends, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining on this special edition. We're recording at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. And we are taking uh, looking at the Apopka versus Edgewater High School football game, which is one of the top football games this weekend in the state of Florida. Edgewater coming in at 3-1, and one, Apopka coming in at 3-0. and oh. It is a non-district game, but it will have a big impact on the RPI ratings, uh, which is uh, determines who, who gets into the postseason. Got a great panel of guests with you. Mayor Brian Nelson, John Perry, the Apopka chief and planner, Samuel Stapps, great Blue Darter fan, and Kenny Gibson, Apopka Blue Darter, three-sport athlete at least, football, <laughs> basketball, and track, and a member of the uh, Apopka Athletic Hall of Fame. And also, we also joined by more um, dignitaries, if you will, and great fans. Former Blue Darter football player David Odom is joining us, and Judge Kenny Lester, Judge Ken Lester Jr. is joining us as well. And great to see all you guys. Coach Lester's representing with his UCF uh, shirt on. <laughs> and um, let's go back to to John Perry. And can can you talk about the? Um, how did you pick the game? I haven't had a chance to look at your preview in, in the Popka Chief this morning. I picked morning. the Popka by four. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that that's something that, you know, I think it'll be a one-score game either way. Uh, I'd be really shocked to see one team uh, dominate, uh, certainly at the line of scrimmage. You know, there can be sometimes you can get scores that are a little out of whack because somebody puts a ball on the ground, the other team picks it up, or, or you throw something out in the flat and, and it's picked off and returned for a pick six. You know, there's sometimes the score can get out of hand. But I think if you don't have those kind of things, the line of scrimmage will be fairly even, I think, tonight. And we'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, picking a pop by four is, is maybe not a shock for, for me. But uh, certainly I would think that it will be a one-score game either way. Friends, I want to give you a quick word about our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair and let you know that if you uh, your car, truck, van, SUV, any 
kind of vehicle you may have needs uh, fixing, I would encourage you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. Like, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Arms Blossom Trail, a Popkin. I also want to let you know that the high school ball players and their dedicated coaches that you hear on the Roger Frank and Williams show and uh, various other places on our stations are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com. I um, also want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain is proud to be voted best chiropractor once again. Now let's go back to our panel and go back to Kenny Gibson and you know, Kenny, just can you tell us to bring it up to date? I mean, I really enjoy keeping up with you on Facebook. I know that you're a real, uh, um, you know, uh, have a passion for history, especially the history of Apopka. You spend a lot of time at the uh, Museum of the Apopkas, Apopka's uh, Historical Museum. Just tell us about what, what you're doing now. I know you've had to, you know, some, some great events in your life recently. Well, I'm, I'm really a, a Blue Daughter fan. I started from Edwards Field back in 74, <laughs> 75. Yep. We had um, Lamar Hughley. We had John Lee Cole. Of course, you was there, Coach McCasker back in the yeah, day. Yeah. Um, we've come a long way. <laughs> um, we got to shut down CJ Baxter tonight. <laughs> we the big studs we got on our defensive line. We we got to sh- really show up tonight. And uh, we gonna we gonna we gonna have a good game tonight. I, I I'm expecting the pop could win. 28-21. All the makings of a classic, absolutely. And you played a few, a few of those yourself with your teammates back in the day. And fortunately, I did back in the day with guys like Lamar and uh, Marty Ivy and Alvin Richmond. And, and so that's kind of part of the, the, the great history and tradition of a pop good blue dart of football is, uh, is is playing the, the big games. You know, yeah. in back, David back in the day versus people like Leesburg and Wildwood. Um, now, and John, can you talk about uh, how would you assess a Popka season to this point? Um, obviously, two huge wins back to back, West Orange and Doctor Phillips. Um, you know, in three and zero. Well, you know, Roger. Obviously, the defense has led the way. Um, no, no, you know, the numbers say that, if nothing else. Um, but uh, you know, the the offense is a work in progress. But I, I, the offense definitely took. I thought it turned in the right direction in that second half against against Dr. Phillips and, and so you know the bottom line is is you've got to just continue to improve no matter where you are I mean even if your defense is giving up zero of everything you still need to get better on that side of the ball and, and just the same thing with offense um, you know every every but we're playing with humans you know 15 16 17 year old kids and and it's tough enough when they're 21 22 in college or 25 26 in the NFL so um bottom line is you just got to keep getting better and uh, the the one thing that, that this defense has proven to me and not just this season but traditionally has been very strong against the run and uh, so I, I you know both teams I think are going to have to complete some passes tonight and that may be the difference or, or you know the one thing that I, I truly feel and I, I know after watching some game film is that Popka's got the advantage in the kicking game. Edgewater's kicking game it's, it's a liability, frankly. Uh, at least it has been up to everything I've seen so far. You know, maybe they pull something out of the woodwork or a kid from a soccer team or something, uh, which has been done before. And so, you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, 
When, so when's far, the last time you could say that about Popkovian, <laughs> the kicking uh, specialist? Or, yeah, you know, and, and it's it's, it's yeah. come and gone. And, you know, and, and Vasquez was good good yeah. last year, <laughs> and and so and and, and, and Kennedy and, was his understudy, yeah, and he, you know he, right. he's the man. And, and in 2012, you know, Brett Wilson didn't miss a kick, and ex- and that was a team that scored a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, and and see, and back when when Chip was coach, he really placed an emphasis on kicking. Ogurki definitely had always had a great kicking. You know, and. You know, it's. I think it's just important. You you've got to be able to to put the ball, whether it's punting. You know, the can flip the field position or put somebody. You know, if you're punting from midfield, you can put them inside the the fifteen or the ten. You know, if you can do that. And then the other is ideas in high school. You need to be able to kick a, a, a 35, 37 yard field goal. If you get to the twenty, you need to be able to kick a field goal. Um, and now you want to score six points and have him kick extra points all night. But, uh, you know, from time to time, especially the end of a half or end of a game, you know, it's a, you might be able to add three points onto your score, which obviously is something you want to, would want to do. Absolutely. The defense has just been outstanding. And we, I think, you know, obviously close observers expected to be good. It's even better than I even thought it might be. Special teams, I think, have been a real bright spot, as you said. And across the board, coverage, kick coverage has been excellent. Kick returns have been good. Right. Um, yeah, and, of course, uh, special teams uh, blocked up that punt against West Orange, which li- li- literally won that game. Yeah, right. we got our first touchdown to break a nothing-to-nothing game with a, on a one-yard drive, <laughs> thanks to the punt block team. Um, but And so we're going to go to break, uh, friends, in just a moment. And then when we come back, we'll continue to speak with our great panel of guests, Popka Mayor Brian Nelson, Popka Chief Editor, John Perry, a Popka Hall of Fame member, Kenny Gibson, Samuel Saps joining us, and of course Judge Ken Lester's here, and former Blue Darter punter David Odom is here as well. And and he and we had a pretty good punting game back when David w- was the punter. In fact, he was he was our best offensive player that year. <laughs> Uh, We're going to go to break. I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. They support all the programs you hear right here on the new AM950, FM94.9, the answer and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Please stay with us. We'll be right back from the from Porky's on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, we're glad you're joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're having a special edition. First of all, we're recording at Porky's Original Barbecue, right in the heart of downtown Apopka. We have a, we're talking largely about the Apopka Blue Darters versus Edgewater Eagles huge high school football game Friday night. And... Um, but we'll also have a great uh, cast of guests as well, and they include Apopka Mayor Brian Nelson, John Perry, who's a frequent guest and contributor with us of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Kenny Gibson is joining us. We're thrilled to be joined by Kenny, former Blue Darters three-sport athlete and member of the Apopka Athletic Hall of Fame. And Samuel Saps is here. You'll hear from Samuel in a minute. We can uh, coax him into getting on the air here. <laughs> and we've also got, got other great people joining us as well, and we're glad you're joining us, especially. Uh, Mayor Brian Nelson, it's great to have you uh, here. I know you have to be leaving in just a moment. Uh, what what would you like to share with, with our listeners about the city of Apopka? Well, what's, what's great about this game tonight is um, I'm on over to the high school to cook for the uh, senior class. So, it, you know, it's a big game when senior class is having a, a burger night. So my wife, Debbie, and I are going to go over and cook burgers for the senior class. Um, 
and uh, get them all fired up. So we just need a big crowd tonight. Get, you know, emotion is always, you know, these big games is, is what it takes. You know, sometimes just a, you know, a friendly crowd that's that's loud and boisterous is, is enough to, you know, to get you that fourth quarter when you're starting to you run out of gas and you need a little extra ump. You know, the, the crowd picks you up and, and gets you over the finish line. So we we expect, a, you know, a great game and, and hopefully a great crowd to, to go along with great weather. So uh, it's it's setting up for a great night tonight. So uh, look forward to seeing everybody out there tonight. And thank you, Mayor Brian Nelson, for being here with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show to talk all about it. And we'll get Samuel Staffs in here. Samuel, put those headphones on. <laughs> hey, great to see you. Thanks for being here. And Samuel is always uh, representing in his Apopka blue, blue and White as well. Yes, yes, yes. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh only thing I can say is uh, Apopka 21, Edgewater 17. Another close Go. prediction there. And that fits right in with uh, what Brian Nel- Mayor Brian Nelson was saying. And, um, you know, I, I think by all indications, and who knows, nobody, like Coach Darlington used to say, you know, Nobody knows what's going to happen in the game, but but you know a, a lot of people that pay close attention are expecting a, a very close game, and in a close if that's the case, the the, the support from the home crowd uh, can make a difference. So, in fact, Judge Ken Lester, why don't you come on over here and, and join us? Um, yeah, let's go back to John Perry and, and John. Uh, can you talk about the Apopka offense? Because you know I think that's kind of the one question mark still. Um, you know, and and, and the. Um, you know, obviously we have a strong identity. Apopka does on defense, as we talked about. Special teams thus far have been very good, kick, starting with kicker Anthony Kennedy and our coverage and units and our return units. Um, talk, give us your your impression and your thoughts of the offense thus far. Well, Roger, I, I think it's, it's obviously still a work in progress. Um, you know, Apopka needs to uh, control the ball. You know, the line of scrimmage is, is huge, obviously, and that's. That's the oldest saying as, as football is. But, uh, you know, it, the offensive line had certainly did a better job in the second half against Dr. Phillips uh, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that obviously needs to con- uh, continue. Uh, Edgewater likes to, to bring some pressure uh, in, in blitzing and whatnot. And, and you know, a, a well-timed screen pass or a quick hitter, you know, out – uh, on that little, that quick pitch to Keandre Jones that they've done, it's uh, it's it looks kind of looks like an option play, but the quarterback takes one maybe two steps and then pitches it to Jones, and uh, with his speed and quickness is able to get around the end. Uh, you know, if if they're coming full force up the middle uh, with three or four line, you know, two couple linebackers and four defensive linemen, you know, you've got six or seven guys coming in between the tackles. Uh, and all of a sudden, Keandre Jones is on the outside. Uh, you know, something good could happen for a Popka, but uh, the the opposite can happen as well too. You know, you can run right into the to the zone, or or you miss a block somewhere. But the offensive line's got to continue to get better and 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 do its thing. And and Popka needs to you know not put the ball on the ground. Obviously, uh, having uh, Andrew McLean back is I think a positive. But uh, as we know, Caleb Hicks can get the job done as well. So. Uh, you know, need to see the improvement, and as you know, this will be the fourth game. Um, there's be six more games after this, uh, assuming no other issues. Um, but uh, you know, before the playoffs start, and we're kind of assuming the playoffs, but that's kind of a tradition here in Apopka. Uh, you know, and so uh, be the would be the 22nd straight season for Apopka in the playoffs, assuming it happens. 
yeah, haven't even played our first district game yet. You're losing that game. I mean, you know, not losing the game, but having the game postponed against Okoy. Right. And yeah, I, we had a ton of people while you're here, John. Uh, can you give us that update? Because I had a ton of people obviously asking about uh, the status of the po- of the uh, game being played. I know you posted on Facebook, but I'm sure a lot of people still don't. Right. Don't it's know. The, the Popco Okoy game's been rescheduled for November 2nd. And. Uh, I questioned that at first, the the rescheduling date, because all the district games are supposed to be played by October 29th this year because of the way the the calendar falls. And so uh, they did receive, you know, FHSA permission to play it on that night. Uh, still need to check a couple things, but uh, assuming everything's uh, remains, the popcorn play at Okoy. It's actually Tuesday, uh, excuse me, on November 2nd. And uh, so Apopka plays Thursday the week before, hosting Lake Brantley in a Thursday night game. So Apopka have uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four full days plus Tuesday, the rest of Tuesday to to get ready for that. But then must turn around and play uh, host uh, Wakiva on that, that next Friday after that Tuesday, November 2nd game. So, you know, three games in eight days. Um uh, well, Okoe's got three games in seven days because they play Friday. They go to Ocala Westport actually on on the Friday the 29th. But uh, uh, Westport, I don't think is going to give Okoe any issues. Westport's just not very good this year. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Adversity is a big part of sports, and um, you know, having overcome it, it's a big part of being successful in sports. So yeah, not the norm, but just it's, it is what it is, and we have to deal with it. Right. Well, Judge Ken Lester's here joining us. Great to see you, and uh, Thank you. thanks, Thank thanks you. for being here at Porky's with us. But I always, whenever I have an invitation to Porky's, you can count me in. No <laughs> That's, great. That. That's great. That's <laughs> great. Well, and um, you, you're representing for the for UCF. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts? What do you, tell us about the UCF season so far. Oh, it's scaring me. I've been scared the more we go along in the season and everything. The things happening to people's shoulders and clavicles and things of that sort. Uh, it's going to be a chance to prove their true metal this weekend, you know, when we start going up, but not this weekend, when we get going back on the schedule and everything, see what's uh, going to shake out as far as quarterback position. It just makes me nervous. And uh, David Odom's here. Let's try to get David on board. We'll do it in a minute. He's you know talking to a buddy over there right now. But John, can you share your headset with David for, oh, sure, for a second? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, David Odom, it's great to have you here, and you're one of our most loyal uh, supporters and to our broadcast. It's, it's great to see you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And why don't you reminisce a little bit. Tell us about uh, maybe about your senior year back in the, I believe, Coach Bob Williams was your head coach back in the was a 1970 season. Yeah, they. Uh, that was a long time ago, 50 <laughs> years this year. And, and we're talking about playing big games against tough teams. You guys actually played the team that eventually won the state championship in our classification that year. Um, that was Bishop Moore. Um, do you, you have any recollections of that game? Of course, it was a, it was a Bishop Moore victory, but uh, do, you, do you remember uh, anything you can share about that game with us? No, I don't. The only one that I have a good memory about was Lyman. We won the, uh, that was a homecoming game, and we won that game. Remember, that was a big celebration. Um, also, um, you know, I just 50 years, I say, it's hard to remember stuff like that, but I do remember that game. But, uh, well, I mean, you, you are a very enthusiastic, uh, uh, supporter now. Um, any, uh, what were your thoughts on the season thus far from your perspective as a former player? Well, I like it so far. Um, you know, uh. 
I was a little disappointed because the game was postponed last week. We can see what they were really going to be like. Tonight, I think, will be a, you know, Edgewater used to always be a powerhouse in this area, and then they lost it for a while, but they've got it back now. So tonight, I think, will be a test for them. And, uh, but I'm happy with it so far. Yes, so far, so good. It's had two huge wins under our belt, uh, 13 to nothing against West Orange at home, and a wonderful 28 to 14 road victory against Dr. Phillips two weeks ago. And uh, we'll, we'll strap it up against another really tough team tonight, the Edgewater Eagles. And uh, Kenny, anything else? You, what would you like to share with us? You, uh, I would just like to share uh, the 1978-79 Blue Daughter. We actually had a, had a wonderful season that year. Uh, we was in Class 3A, and we had some good teams that year. Uh, Eustis had a good team. They, they were undefeated when we uh, played them at that we, point. We had uh, Kissimmee Cowboys. You guys killed them. Kissimmee yeah, yeah. Cowboys. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of, uh, once again, back in your era, you know, great teams, a tough schedule against the top teams in the area, and you guys represented in a huge way uh, bringing home that very first district championship. Yeah, we had a good season that year, and we started out the program to be successful. A true transitional period, right, from that very moment on, that 1978 year under the direction of Chip Gerke, uh, that Apopka football had never been the same. And what I mean, uh, we've been a, a consistent elite power in the state of Florida since that, that season, and you guys laid that foundation. We're so happy that you're here representing for them right now with us. Thank you very much. In fact, that reminds me, I need to do, we, we need to do a show on specifically your 1978 team. I'm going to go to work on that, actually. Okay. And of course, Coach Chip Gerke joined us on the show just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I was just, I just seen that interview that you had with him. And uh, well, the Blue Garters are really coming out of the woodwork now. We've got Athletic Director Eddie Sanders. We'll talk to him in a moment. Holly jo- Jordan Condry, Apopka Blue Daughter fan number one, who's also the founder of the Apopka um, Blue Daughter Alumni Association. And we'll hear from them when we come back. Before we go to break, I want to let you know that the guys up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair have everything you'll need for hurricane preparation and hurricane cleanup, as well as the top products in the well, power equipment and lawn mower industry you, so you can find out more at apopkamower.com that's apopkamower.com apopka mower and equipment repair where they sell the best and they fix the rest we'll be right back with the roger franklin williams show welcome back good to have you here for the roger franklin williams show and now back to the studio here's roger franklin williams Friends, it's great to have you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams today as we have kind of a different show and a special show for you. We're coming to you, first of all, from Porky's. We're recording at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 356 East Main Street. That's Highway 441 as it goes right through the heart of town, and they're right across the street from McDonald's. Got a great group of Apopka Blue Darter fans and Central Florida football fans and citizens joining us. Judge Ken Lester Jr. is here with us. We're more recently joined by Athletic Director of Apopka High School, Eddie Sanders. We'll speak to him in just a moment. Holly Jordan Condry, Blue Darter fan number one, is with us. Samuel Saps is here. David Odom, former Blue Darter punter. John Peary, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. 
Kenny Gibson of the Apopka Blue Daughter Athletic Hall of Fame, Apopka Athletic Hall of Fame, and some other great people as well. And you can actually keep pouring in and pouring in. And you know it's a big game when you get the kind of kind of turnout that we've got today for our show. And uh, let's go back to uh, in our few moments left. Uh, Holly, uh, we'll get to Holly in just a moment, but, but Coach Eddie Sanders is here. Coach, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's good to be here. I um, just got off the field about an hour ago. Everything looks ready. I'm um, just in a packed house tonight and a lot of exciting action. And you know, it's a, a big game when the athletic director's out, you know, help, helping spruce enough the field before the game as oh, well. Yeah. I've taken a couple showers this week extra during the day just to um, not scare people the rest of the day. Yeah, and I and I won't ask your 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 quote unquote job description because we don't even have enough time for you no. to talk about all, all your various duties at Apopka High no, School. No, it's good though. It's it's, it's exciting to um, to play this game tonight. Bring Edgewater back on the schedule. It's been a while, and uh, I think both communities are real excited about it. By far, it's a, one of the biggest games in the state, I would think, and certainly in Central Florida. Holly Jordan Condry is, and I neglected to mention she's also a team mom. Blake Burgett, number 23, is her son. And it was great to see Blake uh, get the start uh, at Dr. Phillips two weeks ago. It was very exciting, and I think he's uh, looking forward to a couple of more of those opportunities the rest of the season. Um, it's his senior year. So uh, mom is very proud, um, but nonetheless proud to be a blue darter. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, bring us up to date on concerning the, the Alumni Association? Um, I will real quick. Uh, two exciting opportunities coming up for us. Uh, first and foremost, uh, as folks have been following us on social media, still working on the Darter Restoration, so we're inching along on that. Um, COVID kind of gave us a little bit of a, a pack there in the, in the, the stomach. Um, and so we are uh, still aggressively working on that. Uh, it is being restored, but um, certainly getting back on campus is our, our end goal. Um, so stay tuned and follow us on social media on that. Um, would certainly value everyone's support. And then an extra exciting thing for this year, um, we were just recently talking, and uh, Eddie, hopefully you've been made aware, this is the 20th anniversary of the uh, state championship, the very first one, and we hope to have that team uh, reunite back on the field, uh, a little bit of a, a celebration uh, and reunion uh, the last weekend of October. Um, so hope to have the, the coaches, as many as can possibly um, can join us for that, and the former players, um, Brendan Merriweather, is kind of helping us reach out to some of that group. So uh, be paying attention to the, that last game. Actually, the game is on Thursday because of a student holiday, and then Friday we'll have a reunion uh, at a, um, a local venue here. Yeah, I know. Tuned. I know. I've talked to Coach Darlington about it. Yep. So, so um, yeah, like, we're hope, hopefully we can um, have just a great weekend. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years since we were on that field in Tallahassee and and took care of Northwestern. It was one of the great nights in Apopka athletic history, without a doubt. Absolutely. No, that's very exciting and on the horizon, and uh, you know, thank you for being here to, to share about it with us. Well, of course, Joe Ferraro, who's our color analyst on our football broadcast, is here. Joe, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share about the game tonight or anything else? Well, I'm rather excited about tonight's game. Obviously, like everybody said, Edgewater is a powerhouse. This, is, this will be the test for the Blue Daughters because, in my opinion, we handled – West Orange, Dr. Phillips, who are always great teams. We handled them handedly. Tonight's going to be the big test, and uh, I'm also predicting a blue darter win. As long as they cover the point spread, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy with a After, one, yeah. one point victory. <laughs> but, uh, now let's, let's go back to John Perry as we wrap the show up. John, uh, any other closing thoughts you might have with us? Anything to look for tonight? Roger, I, you know, as I said earlier, I think, uh, you know, obviously turnovers are always big. I think it's going to be a field position game, uh, you know, and, and 
if you happen to get a lot of turnovers, then maybe field position doesn't matter or, or time of possession. But but I think both of them, uh, you know, are important in the, in this a game like this. At least uh, looking at the game uh, uh, ahead of time. So you know, uh, if you if you can not have big negative plays and not give up a lot of uh, big plays, then you're obviously got a great chance to win. And uh, you know. Uh, a slip here, a slip there. I mean, you know that's going to happen. But uh, you don't want to want it uh, to be overwhelming. You want to be able to to uh, take care of the ball and, and move the chains and take time off the clock. You know, sometimes the best defense is is a good offense that takes time off the clock. Judge Ken Lester, uh, anything else you'd like to share with us? <laughs> and Kenny's getting his headphones on. Well, as soon as I got these headsets on, I was enamored by the enthusiasm of the crowd over yeah, here. Yeah, we know? have a very enthusiastic crowd here at Porky's they took, today. They took my attention away from the pork sandwich I'm getting ready to get for one second, but now I'm focused back on the pork and a popka football. Uh, We're going to be on for about six minutes and one second, so you, you don't have you don't have long to wait. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> I think they're going to cover the point spread because I just checked with Vegas during the break here, and they got the blue darters by at least ten. So that's all we have to worry about tonight, okay, folks? So make sure you talk to the right people to get your bets in early. The line's going to change somewhere down the, la- the way, but, of course, this is all a joke. Yeah, I, got, I, I hope everybody knows Judge Lester is, is kidding about Of course, this is all a joke, you know. The line's only nine. Yes. Except for the win. That yes. won't be a the joke. The win won't be a joke. And uh, I think they're just going to keep on improving as time goes by. Everybody's made the note that, you know, it's early in the season. When you miss a game uh, that early on, it's actually a big deal. You know, you're trying to build your momentum. It slows you down a bit. You refocus. And you see all the teams that, I won't say Florida State, for example. They're a good example of a bad example as far as what happens when you lose your focus and everything. You play a tough game. Then you play what should be a gimme. They lose that. They keep on going. So I think uh, maintaining focus is very, very important. If they can do it, if they can survive the the big uh, uh, tough run there for the uh, three games in eight days, you know that's that's a big accomplishment right there. And I think that does a lot to uh, help a team prove that they are made of stern stuff, that they have the metal to continue. And that's what it takes because when you get toward the end of the season, it's you know you know what have you learned and what does your injury list look like and. Are you ready to do it? Absolutely. It's good advice. And, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you were um, in, uh, in the wrestling program at, at UCF. No, well, I, I helped out a little bit tangentially. I was more involved with the coach. Like in the early days of the, of the program. Well, in the early days of the program, they actually had a, an NCAA uh, Division II program. Yeah, Coach Jerry Gurgley, yes. And, Jerry Gurgley was there. Doug Peters, who was the athletic director for Lake Mary, was an All-American wrestler. He was on the Olympic ladder at one time. So yeah, you fine. get all types of people who you know nothing about. And, you know, from Johnny John, Rouse. My, from my, Johnny Rouse. Star, well, my oldest daughter lives in Toronto, but my youngest one lives in Asheville. And she said yesterday it was sunny in 55. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was interested in Asheville and what's going on in Toronto there for a second. <laughs> there's all types of people in all sports, and you see how the – there's a crossover, and it's not as much nowadays, but it was back in the day how Coach Gurgley was involved in wrestling. The Gurgleys were involved in football. There used to be a lot more of that. And you and I think those of us who have been around a while always used to know that the point guard on the basketball team used to be the quarterback on the football team, and the pitcher on the baseball team used to be one or the other, and so on and so forth. But uh, I, I think when we get back to wrestling, UCF, 
a lot of folks around here have a, a, a lot of history in that. And uh, additionally, just on the high school level, there's plenty of coaches here who did both football and wrestling. I, uh, for the most part, when it gets uh, to football and wrestling now, you find it's probably the offensive linemen, and the coaches don't like to have their offensive linemen cut weight to be a wrestler. If they get a 320-pound kid up there, they're not going to want him to cut down to 280. You know, that's just not the way it's going to be. And so, for the most part, if you get a kid who's 265 and he likes to wrestle, and uh, uh, the football coach is looking at him and saying, come on out, you know, it's going to be hard to go ahead and to deny that kid the opportunity to play football. So you lose a lot of the best athletes in wrestling to football. There's no doubt about it. But then when they come back over, you know, they understand what's, uh, uh, where the money is. As I guess when it becomes a pro and after you see all those pro football players, somehow they wind up in the ring. And what's interesting is this year, the Olympic champion heavyweight, who is also the NCAA heavyweight from the University of Minnesota, uh, a man with the impeccable credentials as far as name of Gable, named after his, uh, his, uh, his mother's wrestling hero, uh, he won the NCAAs, he won the Olympics, he's going to come back this year. This is rumor has it and everything, and he's going to try to win the NCAAs again, and then he's going to wrestle in the pro wrestling event of the season that Monday. And so who knows if he will or won't, but he's already signed a contract. You know, with the change in the NCAA, how the players get to go ahead and boost their images and everything. He's already a multimillionaire before he starts his senior year, which is a good way to go into your senior year, by the way. You know, Absolutely. Judge my, Ken Lester, Jr., certainly an authority on wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. My senior year <laughs> in high for, school. Thanks for sharing these great insights. I signed a contract in my senior year in high school, but unfortunately it was with the United States Navy. And <laughs> somehow... I was misled. You know, I'm going to, I've ever since, and I've read those contracts very carefully and closely, you know. Yeah, Joe signed one of those with the Marines. I, well, the same thing. You know, it was supposed to be an expense-paid vacation is what they told me. And it was, but it wasn't really a, a vacation, you know. You included a trip to Vietnam, right? Yeah, well, you know, that was part of the benefits, you know. you just The trip there wasn't bad. I wanted the trip back is what I wanted. You know, that's the trip you want, you know. Well, th- thank you for your service, yeah. among other things, yeah. both uh, yeah. as, as a judge and also sure. you know, as a member of the United States Navy. But, again, we lost our focus tonight. Apopka football, that's what it's all about. Well, it's been great. To, friends, thank you for joining us on this special edition of the Roger Franklin Williams Show from Porky's. And I want to thank all the great people that came out to join us as well. I want to give a shout-out as we close to our friends Vito and Rondo over Network Sound and Video. Of course, we heard about a lot of great memories uh, on our program today. The best place you can preserve, we we can all preserve our wonderful, precious memories as at Network Sound and Video, and you can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's going to do it for our program today. I want to give a shout-out to Joe, producing here on location at Porky's, and to Pete Paquette once again in the studio. And it's great to be joined by Judge Ken Lester, by Athletic Director Eddie Sanders, Holly Jordan Condry, John Peary, Kenny Dibson, Hall of Famer, Samuel Saps, David Odom. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.